Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Invaders Sports, the, the football podcast. Still haven't got a name, but next season it will be there. Just got me and Joe, Joe this week as, as Dan and Luke are feeling a bit under the weather, so wishing them both speedy recovery. Indeed. Um, Joe, how are you doing? I'm feeling good, good, mate. Yeah, I'm good. I'm feeling I'm feeling optimistic. Just obviously watch those banging Champions yeah. League games. Uh, we've been absolutely bloody treated the last two days with these games. Um how do you think that Liverpool game went? Because I didn't watch it, but I've seen oh, the yeah, score well, six four in aggregate. How did it go? About that because it wasn't that. It was actually quite an interesting game for you all. Um, Benfica sort of, you know, we put out, we made seven changes from the, the Premier Jesus. League game against City, and it was still a pretty strong team. But it felt like a team that had made seven changes that were sort of already had mm. one eye on the semi final. Um, I'm talking about the semi final on Saturday. They already had one eye on that game, of course. Alone. Champions League because it was a bit the intensity wasn't there at times there was good bits of football Diaz again was brilliant but Benfica played well um the the, the Benfica the young striker that they've got um what is his name Nunez yeah Nunez. Uh, Nunez Darwin Nunez yeah he he looks honestly does he look like good he, yeah in both games that I've watched mm. he's he reminds me of he rem- obviously doing it in a different league and uh, maybe not as good but he's got the same sort of stature and speed of Holland. Okay. He's, a, he's a type of footballer which I'm I'm hoping we start to see more of that we used to have in the, with the likes of uh, Drogba and I mean Zlatan's still here but Zlatan is one of that sort of big striker that still had a bit of pace mm. about him and in a few years we didn't really have, have any of those strikers and maybe now we're getting more of a traditional number nine starting to come back but also technically mm. gifted um, but no it was it was a bit I, I never thought we wouldn't go through it was a decent yeah, 17 game. shots yeah <laughs> on the start good but what I was lucky with I, I, I won't lie when, when it sort of got to the last 10 minutes and I was like no we, we're going to go through I switched to Atletico Madrid Man City which when I was flicking through the whole evening just having a little look but it seemed like a very much you know Man City getting a bit frustrated but those last 20 minutes were were everything I hate and love <laughs> in a Diego Simeone team honestly well I had the pleasure of watching the whole 90 minutes um, and I nearly fell asleep at halftime and then it started to pick up. I mean, Simeone, I think we've spoke about it multiple times on the podcast, but I think we're on the same page that we both kind of don't think he's, I think he's quite overrated. His football is boring. And the reason why they lost that game tonight, in my, in my opinion, why they lost that game tonight was discipline. I just think they waste so much, the whole game making silly fouls making doing silly shots like and I don't know if you've got any information on this I didn't look before no Suarez um, was he injured or like because I, I don't know why he didn't play the whole game form. I don't think he's even been start I don't, oh, I I see, don't even I think see. he's been starting in the league games I think Jao Felix right. is really in some form at the moment but yeah. um I no I know what you mean about the discipline however at the same time I think if they were to go in that game those last 20 minutes are the reason why and it's sort of at the end of the day and I know I know what you're saying because I've, I've you know you know Atletico Madrid team you've got some out there saying it's a disgrace to football it's boring I wouldn't go that far no you know what I mean yeah it's yeah. boring would you want your team playing like that but at the end of the day this is a guy that's won the league a couple of times gotten to a few Champions League finals with a team that 
if they went out there and tried to play beautiful football, yeah, we could applaud them and say, oh, well done. They tried to play nice football, but they'll get smashed. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking at the team sheet right now. And when I was watching the game as well, in terms of technical players, yeah. Like, well, compared to City anyway, their opposition, they haven't, like, can Dogby in the middle, fair enough, he's there to get the balls, to kind of be that CDM player, but going up the pitch, he is awful. <laughs> and then Koke, he's good good with the ball, but I mean, I don't think Thomas Lamar is any good. I think Griezmann's had his best days. Felix that's is good. That's what I mean. Backline, I don't know much about their backline, if i It would have played into, um, it would have played into... Man City's hands if they'd gone out there and, um, you know, I won't make any love. See, Liverpool fan, when I get to the final, I don't want to play Man City. I'd rather play Madrid because especially after Sunday's, I've done, Sunday's mm. game and Saturday coming up, I don't know if my heart can take another game against them. But this is what I worry about maybe with Madrid, that they might try and play that football. Ancelotti is a very good manager, so I'm sure you'll know what he's doing, but there's been numerous times and we'll come to the Madrid game. But yeah, look, a lot of people don't like Simeone. They I think he's overrated. I think he's rated just adequately. I think he is a good manager, maybe not world class. Um, but I those last twenty minutes with the with the ill discipline, with the riling, with the riling the fans up, and mm. Man City players annoyed, getting them on the pitch fine. To me, that is a style of football that you have to sit back and appreciate because you might not like it. It might leave a bad taste in your mouth. It might not be pure football. But it's that street fighter football. That yeah, and, I complete. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and I mean, you look at, you know, a Man United fan. Maybe they don't want to play the football, but they would give right now. They would give ten percent of what Athletic Madrid players. They would. They'd give their United players. They'd want at least ten percent of what Athletic Madrid players give to Simeone, which is that because at the end of the day, he. He must be a great man manager because if we're all saying this is boring football, it must be boring for Gal Felix for, for some of these football players to be in that team, but they still give a hundred percent. So I think yes, it's not it's not an attractive style of football. It's maybe more of a tactically beautiful way of playing. But at the end of the day, they've lost one nil on aggregate to Man City, which you know they were in it with a few minutes to go. They had a great chance with a save from Edison. So, you know, if they'd got through, I think we'd all be looking and being like, well, actually, they got in Man City's head and won. Yeah, I completely understand those 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 points. I think it, with me and Simeone, it's whenever I watch him, which is rarely, obviously, because Champions League football, lol. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where sometimes it does feel like I get sitting back, appreciating that style of football, that like shithousery football. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to watch. But there's a part of me that kind of sits back and thinks, well, some of it's not needed. It's, it's uncontrolled chaos at times where I think some other managers can do controlled chaos. But as you said, 1-0 on aggregate against City, you can't complain. And, and look, if the roles were reversed and this was Liverpool playing Athletic Madrid, as, as we did in the group stage, I'll be sitting here saying it's terrible because I'll be annoyed. It's it's one of those that, it's like those those players you have there. Suarez is a prime example. Suarez in his prime. Um, you hate you hate you hate them when they play against you. You hate them at another team. But if they're a part of your team, you love them because that's what you want to see. It's mm. that it's that passion, that heart and sleeve. But mm. oh, Suarez in the prem. <laughs> yeah. But this is a 
this is, in my opinion, what worries me and why I think actually Man City will go on and win this trophy is because there are key markers. When you look at any team that has won, won a Premier League title, any title, but a Champions League as well, there are key moments, key games where you think that's where that, you know, that, that experience, that's where that development comes from. And this is a game a quarterfinal where they've slipped up in the Champions League before to weak opposition with against a, a dogged, horrible fouls going everywhere. Um, I mean, these players are probably going to be a little bit fucked for Saturday. So, you know, well, yeah, Walker going off. Yeah, that looked but bad. A, De Bruyne has been come wrapped through up. This game and you can almost look at other teams and think we've come through a battlefield. We can beat you. So that's where yeah, I think. Yeah, mentality yeah. thing. And also, I don't know if you noticed in the game, what I saw from the last 10 minutes and an example, prime example was when Foden, before the whole chaos erupted with that Felipe challenge, which yeah. was a good challenge, which then I think what you mean by the unnecessary chaos where he kicks him after he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. But, but Foden is, is, and this is where I think, in my opinion, where that style is, it's sometimes, it's get, it's sometimes, sometimes not appreciated in, in English football, which is what I think is wrong. Cause I think we should appreciate it because it's, it's being smart is where Foden, he gets injured. He goes down off the pitch and he rolls onto the pitch. Yeah. Uh, just a little thing like that slows the game down. He, You can tell he'd done that on purpose because then Savage of comes course. over, drags of him. Of course. He knew what he was going to do. He knew what he was doing. It's the dark. He even looked over when Savage yeah. was running up to him. Man he looked City over. Four or five years ago would never have done that. And it shows that they're learning, and that's what that's what great European teams end up doing. They end up they, they end up learning. I never forget Liverpool played PSG a few years ago in the group stage, and PSG done the same thing to us, and we learned from that. And it's been it's been you know, and look, if Arsenal, Tottenham, Tottenham, I remember famous for it, not famous for it, but in the Champions League games when they were last in it, they were very green. And that doesn't get you through in European football. You do have to have that dark arts about you. And I know some people hate it. I personally love it. But certainly no, part of the game. Certainly. It's part of the and the best teams have always had a bit about them, about that, because that's how you get through games. That's how you win games when you're not playing well. You have that to classic have Barcelona side with yeah. prime example, Danny Alves. But so Man City are through. Yeah. And they're gonna face Real Madrid in my <laughs> My opinion was probably game of this year's Champions League, this season's Champions League at the moment. That is the game to beat. Um, from I'd probably say the second half onwards because I thought the half first half was a bit of. I was listening to the commentary and I don't know, don't know your thoughts. When the commentators were saying, "Oh, Chelsea have been really impressive," and what Real Madrid are doing, I didn't think it was so much like that. I think it was very fifty-fifty with Chelsea having a bit more of the ball, but both having chances. But obviously. Um, Chelsea take the take the lead going into into half time, and then second half it's like a different different Real Madrid um, that still allowed chances for Chelsea, and it ends up um, ends up being with what was it for two three one at half time uh, uh, full time yeah three one at full time yeah three, three two, two five four uh, three, two on aggregate time. I think yeah oh yeah at full but at ninety minutes it's three one isn't it um, in terms of the game. Because Chelsea, and then it goes to extra time. Um, uh, three, two, full time. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but- uh, so yeah, we've we've. I've, see, look, I agree with you. The first half, I didn't think was as 
exciting as yeah. what all the commentary team was saying. It's that typical BT Sport shouty commentary. Um, second half was where I re- an extra time was where I really saw Chelsea throw it away. Um, I think it was the biggest chance of the game right at the end. I think Mendy came up uh, for the corner um, yeah. and then Jorginho <laughs> like scuffed his lines. And look, I know we both absolutely love oh, Karen Benzema. Kareem the dream. And that game nearly brought like tear- tears to my eyes, honestly. Like that guy, I-, I-, I think I said on a few podcasts before, I think it was before the quarterfinals, I said Real Madrid were my pick. I just had a funny feeling that they're back at the top of the league. They've got all of their players playing incredibly and even their bad players, in my opinion, players like Vinicius, who I don't really think is all that what he's hyped up to be, but then it's the modern day players are hyped up to be whatever they are these days, um, are playing really, really well. And I think Benzema doing what he's doing at the moment, that's why they're still my pick to win it. What, what are your a, thoughts a, on that? Yeah, sorry, I meant 3-1, 3-1 minutes, and then yeah, 3-2 at full time. Oh, sorry, yeah. my bad. Um, yeah. But no, for all, and I'm going to, I'm saying, again, but obviously, living in England, watching the Premier League, there, there's, with all the, he's a world-class, but all that, and I, I keep bringing him up on each podcast, people I think, think we obsessed, are. But, but what I want to compare is with all the talk Carrie Kane is getting at the moment, about being this brilliant footballer with this brilliant passing ability, one of the best, you know, the best striker with the passing ability. I think you've got to look at Benzema and be like, no, this is the guy that actually he needs to beat because in my opinion, this is a player that's doing it on the bigger mm-hmm. stage. And I've said before, it's not it's not necessary. Kane's thought he can't do it in the Champions League because he hasn't got the option. But He's not there. This is, <laughs> exactly. This is, this is yeah. a player that is aging like a fine wine that is just, yeah, they're going to play Man City, City and they're going to be inferior to Man City, but he's there. He's you know he he's taken over from Ronaldo and is doing what Ronaldo used to do, winning them winning them games. He scored four goals in you know in in a quarter final two legs again against Chelsea, and all four goals are just yeah brilliant in terms of the free headed goal, all brilliant finishes, and then one goal pressing. I don't know if you noticed, even in the last ten minutes of the game his energy to actually at 36 years of age the energy to actually press mm. as, as he done um it's it, it's just brilliant i we both love him i think he's you know he's got a well cut he's come back into the french team which no one thought would happen he's got a world cup who knows what's going to happen and i think next year might be that final season with mbappe you know, yeah, they, they seem like best mates when they link up for France, and Bappe almost looks up to him. And it must be that sort of, you know, that last dance with Benzema and Bappe. And I think Bappe players can learn a lot. I think Vinicius has come. I know whether you think he's overrated. I, I do know what you mean. I think Reese James had a very good game yesterday, but also at the same time proved proved why top teams are top teams because for ninety nine percent of the time he had Vinicius on lock. But that 1% where Vinicius got through, they scored. And that's what the best teams do. I think Vinicius is really good. He works hard. He, you can see the ability there. I just sometimes think he's a player that needs to overcomplicate it. Sometimes takes on a player when he doesn't need to, when he can play a pass. But I think he's learning from Benzema. And it's quite a nice partnership. And then obviously, he got really young or really old. There's no yeah. sort of in between. There's no in between because you've got, on one hand, there's two midfielders I, I sort of want to point out. One is the obvious one in terms of Modric with 
assist of the season, assist of the decade, one of the best assists in a game where at a time they're um, on a dime. On a dime, they're three nil down. On an absolute, that's a quarterback kick yeah. for you, Americans. Three nil down. Beautiful. Three nil down with about seven minutes left. Game, Real Madrid are sort of trying to get into it, but they're not getting a hold on it, and it's out of nowhere. Beautiful pass, and then finish was excellent as well because we've seen some players just sky it or, or fuck it up. Um, but also, you know, praise to Chelsea as well for being that yeah. relentless for that amount of time. Like you saw Rudiger at the end, he was mental fuming and it's odd to see as well. I don't know if this is a pattern that will continue because obviously we both like our fantasy football and I've looked at him a little bit over the past few weeks, but I'm, I'll never put him in because of his um, inconsistencies. Yeah. But Timo Werner, he's, why is he finding form <laughs> over the last two games? That goal he scored um, in the Prem the other day, beautiful. There is a good player in um, there. I think... Just... There is. He needs to be. He needs to be nurtured. I think it's his finishing. I think he's got good pace. He's a workhorse. I think as well. Praise to Kai Havertz yeah. as well. The whole game pressing. I think it was something in the hundred and something minute pressing. Like the, the as you said, this is why it's Champions League football. This is why it's the biggest stage. It's the biggest competition it's because of these I players. That the as, as successful of Chelsea have been, it's something that they don't do well, which is bring in players, nurture them. and turn them into, so, you know, Werner's got all the ability and I have no doubt that there is a, a great striker. He's got great pace. He's got great footwork and his finishing has proven to be good. I just don't think you get the time at Chelsea. He comes in first 15 games. He he, he scores, 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 um, like first few games and then he drops off a bit. And all of a sudden after 15 games, he, look at Lukaku, you know, he scores the first few games. This is brilliant. Then he drops off and now it's like, you know, Chelsea... You're always looking for the next striker. Now they're looking at this Benfica guy. Now they're talking about Haaland. Now they're talking about Lewandowski. And it's almost like, well, I mean, it's slow down. You've got some strikers there. It's that to the moon and crash mentality Um, of Chelsea. Yeah. It's been over the past decade. (laughs) Maybe with the owner change, we'll see a different different approach because they might not be able to, you know, it's it's a luxury. It's it's very much so. Not many clubs can can afford to just splash out on a striker and it not work out. Um, but I think the one change Ancelotti made, which won Madrid the game, was bringing Camavinga on. I think he, that, that's one of the first times that I fully sat down and watched 90 minutes from him. He is incredible. I think it didn't help that Kante had such a bad game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what a player he's going to be, honestly. It, it, yeah. His passing is incredible. His pressing well, is brilliant. Um, and I'd love to yeah, see more come, of him. He come on for Kroos yeah. and he just added energy yeah. to that midfield, which they mm. needed alongside Modric, who had that ability. So, so we've got a, a, a cracking semi-final. They've, they've, last time Man City met Real Madrid, they obviously they beat them over two legs. I think it was a quarter-final. Before then, they met in a semi-final when Pellegrini was manager of Man City. I think it was when Pellegrini was manager, not Mancini, and Madrid beat them. I think this is going to be a. I want to say I hope it's a tight game because I don't really, you know, I don't like seeing those open. Even even I know Liverpool tonight it went free all, but they always sort of were going through. I don't. I like it when the atmosphere is tense when it's close. Um, I do think Man City will go through though. Yeah. However, I'm well, a team proven wrong. 
another Spanish team that did go through and you know um but what a masterclass a European masterclass and you know what hold my hands up as a fickle disgusting gooner I doubted him he didn't get the chance at Arsenal he didn't get given the time he had a toxic dressing room hold my hands up apologies Unai Emery you know going to Bayern and I, I watched an interview with him after and I remember um back in the day there was all these rumors and stuff about how he gets videotapes sent to the players and he sits there and makes them watch him like vigorous homework and you see it pull off when you've got um you know he came into Villarreal he spent something like three million he got in players in loan he utilized his tools and he's done it he's done it on the biggest stage and you know what I hope as long as it's not against Real Madrid but I hope he gets the final because I, he deserves it. He really does. Well, there's, the, there's the, I think it's it's something crazy. Like um, he's won all. He's won across Champions League and, and Europa League. He's like won like I think over thirty knockout ties. Uh, I think that's two legs. So you know you maybe have to. What did he win? Three with Sevilla. Three with Seville, One with Villarreal, and he's been to six um, something crazy like that. I think when he was Valencia. He got them to a semi-final as well, I believe. It just it didn't work out at PSG, but as we're seeing, and he denied Newcastle he as denied well. Denied Newcastle to to stay, and you know, Villarreal. The, when you actually look at it, it, it's amazing that their their um their um the, the actual place it's so small i think there's there's places in england like um liverpool for example there's places in actually in liverpool that have bigger populations than villarreal wow. it's, it's such a a small place that the fact they do, they're doing this and they're not having a great i think they're seventh in la liga not bad um no you were saying not bad but it is for a team that got to the champions league semi-final but a team that have been focusing yeah on but what i mean is this is the champions team, league that's the problem team that you know they haven't been focusing on champions league all season because the, you know, they've had loads of many weeks off this is a team that have somehow and what i mean is as well they're not playing well in la liga but they're finding a way and whether it's because unai emery just knows european football and knows how to frustrate teams they frustrated um, Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich yesterday. They didn't allow them any space there, and I mean Bayern Munich are also up for for fault as well because there was no real. They knew what Villarreal Villarreal were going to do, and they played into it. They didn't try anything a bit different. They were just trying to pass it and hope for a chance. They got a chance. Obviously Lewandowski is always going to score, but the one thing about Bayern Munich that I've noticed from from the little I've seen, but a lot I've read, is that defensively at the moment they're not looking no, they too great, and Upamecano. Upamecano has uh, come in there, and from being like one of the best, um, one of the best uh, players in, in uh, the Bundesliga, is now looking a little bit like he's going to take time for getting used to playing for a big club. But Bayern Munich are also a team in transition with a young manager. They are. They they'll, are. They'll be back stronger. It's you know they're not going to go anyway. But yeah. An amazing achievement. It's what makes Champions League special, in my opinion. There's always there's always a yeah. story, and I think you've got those those like uh, meta players, as you were, like your Thomas Muller, Lewandowski. They're going to be in there for a, a while, I think, a few more seasons. As you said 
a project. I, I like Joshua Kimmich. I know there's quite a lot of mixed opinions about him out there. Coman has got <laughs> unbelievable pace. I'd love to know what his actual like real life 100 meter is like. <laughs> he's ridiculous on the ball. Leroy Sane, I think he's a good player. Uh, you know, he did it at City, but obviously he was benched most of the time. Upamecano, whenever I've watched him, which isn't much, I don't think he's that great. He made a lot of mistakes yesterday, but I think the whole um, back three, but I think they moved to a back five at one point as well. And then I think Unai kind of clocked that and started doing the counter-attacks at the end of the game. Um, and then they moved back, sorry, they moved back to a three. And then when they did that and started pushing up, Unai knew, right, get Gerard Moreno on the left or the right. I can't remember what side it was. Um, but yeah, they've got players like Danny Pareo, one of the best passers in the Liga. You know, they've got a decent team for I'd love to, and you've got a player that I used to um, love on FIFA, Ray, Ray Albio as well. He's Play at Napoli. Yeah, used to play for Napoli. Yeah. Used to play for Napoli. So, good luck yeah, to him. Good luck. Good. I love. To, I love an yeah, underdog I, story. You know, obviously, I I love an underdog story, and you know, I'd love them to. If Liverpool can't win, then yeah, Villarreal. But I do think Liverpool would be one step too far for them. Um, I just think the first team will just blow them away. I'm, I I could easily be wrong, but I'm I'm willing to sort of put a stake on it. Put my, my you know, my dignity on it that, that we'll get through and we'll score a few goals because we just, even when we're not playing well, we're, we're firing yeah, on cylinders. The way you can say that right um, now, it hurts. Yeah, I mean, watching watching Liverpool today and having Diaz and and um, Jota come off and Mane and um, like Mane come on and um, it's just incredible. The And Salah come on, sorry. Mm. Um, and Salah come on as well. It's just incredible depth and I think you know looking at, at Sunday's game uh, just gone Liverpool Man City I think that was a game of just the two best teams in in the in world football what's um going off on a tangent but he's, what's he's happening off. with Origi no no is no he, he's is off. he signing he's, or is he gone I'm a little bit sad because he's a he's a I wouldn't he's not a legend he's a cult hero is how I view him oh look those goals that he's yeah, cult yeah. heroes. The cult heroes, the best, way. Is yeah, the best yeah. way. You legend, two champions, it's huge champions league goals around a lot. You know, I I love the Liverpool team, but yeah, I wouldn't call everyone like a Robin Hood story. The Premier League a legend. There's a few there though. Uh, uh, there's a few there, but Origi is a cult hero. He's had so many great moments. You show thirty years time if we have kids showing the highlight reel, Divock Origi, they'll think he's oh, one you of the can. best players, one of the best players ever. But no, he's a he's off to Milan. Um, so you know. Yeah. Wish him all the best in the Italian league. Um, and he, you know, he was getting a good. The fans, you know, he was on the pitch. He come in the last five minutes. But fans were seeing his name. He's loved. Um, but but yeah, from from Sunday's game, it was just it was just pure. I enjoyed it in the most nervous, tense way. That yeah. doesn't want. I don't want Man City in a Champions League final because of how tense I was in that Premier League game. It obviously ended two all. It might be obviously trying to get my bias out of it. Yeah, sure. Overall, if you had to push me, yeah, Man City probably deserved the win. But I thought the way we, I thought from a Liverpool point of view, uh, two things that stood out to me again. Firstly, we went down twice against Man City, and we we come back and we we come back each time. We aren't answered back. We punched back like a boxing match. We yeah, well, it's good we showing. Weak. 
we come back fighting. We, we're the first team this season that has gone a goal down to Man City and taken a point. Not for, taken a point. They've every game they've gone a go up this season. They have won until until Liverpool come to town. It was a super and, impressive like performance and, for sure. And again, something that just separates the world-class managers from, from the other managers is we had a poor first 30 minutes because I don't think the whole first half we were poor, but we, we were subpar to what we usually are. And in the second half, it was a completely different team. And it's happened a few times this season where we've been poor in the first half. Klopp gets them in the changing rooms. It's the, it's, it's the only and the closest maybe um, similarity he could and probably one of the the best ones you could give him to Sir Alex Ferguson is that he can impact his players at half time. Because because he did we come out, we scored, and then the game was sort of 50 50 chances both end. Um but I think it You had the refs on uh, your side as well. That was that was lovely I, of him. I don't know. I I don't come on, come on. Thiago. Yeah, I don't think he should have been sent sent off because you I mean on he should any, have had two yellows, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, on one day, yes, or one day, no. It, it depends. They, they were both so fouls. So if, if Thiago was fouls. a City player and yeah, he had never all do, those fouls, would you say the same? Should did about um, it. What do you think? No, no. Being, being level-headed, being level-headed, if I was watching it and it was two City players, yeah. yes, I'm going to yeah. say, the, the, I'm going to say they're both yellow card offensive. But also being level-headed and watching football, they also you don't necessarily for every foul give a yellow card and what i would say on the second one that you're talking about is he was being pulled down and went into the tackle so there's a bit of a i think yeah there was down. that that one was a bit iffy i think there was four fouls in total including the one that you spoke about and i th- i can't remember off the top of my head exactly but i'm pretty sure when i was watching it i thought yeah that's that, your second or third that, yellow that also isn't why we we um, no, 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 that's I'm, not why. I, no City way, I'm not saying that's that. not no, why no, no, Man City no. didn't didn't win because the game. those fouls were towards the end of the second, mid to end of second yeah, half. No, anyway, they so. weren't. I, what, when was the Fabinho one? That, that was like what, that was seven, in the something? that that was in the second half as well. That, yeah, that one, that one more, I think could have it could have got him sent mm. off. Um, Would that have been a straight it, red? I can't remember. No, no, no. I think a second yellow. But but again, um, in football, it is all swings around about margins. Yeah, it, it is margins. Look, there's been points at the season we've got lucky, but there's been points at the season Man City have got lucky. The handball at handball against Everton, but I don't want to get into this, that, and the other because it gets a bit petty. But I think Man City will be happier with the point in a sense. I know Guardiola was it. Obviously, Guardiola's going to be disappointed because they could have just, as he wanted to, I think, put it killed us, which he could have done, and he's sort of given us a bit of hope, and we'll latch onto that hope. Well, you got the absolute pleasure of going through that roundabout in again it, on Saturday. In a semi, yes, yeah, the, in a semi final, yeah. I don't think it'll be. I don't want to belittle the FA Cup because I want us to win it, but I don't think it'll be as tense. Yeah, because that that game on that game on Sunday just gone was a. It was a. You know, we haven't had it in a long time where two teams have faced each other with you know being that close towards this you know far on uh, the back end of the season. But no, yeah, we have got them, and you know, although they got through tonight, watching that game, 
gives me a little, you know, a little smile on my face. Not that I want players to get injured, but a little smile that they're going to be knackered and a little bit beaten up. Mm. Whereas we had it fairly easy with a lot of changes. Um, so yeah, I, I can't call that game to be honest because I don't know what Liverpool's going to turn up. I don't know what Man City's going to turn up. I hope it's another good game. Um, I can see this one being more. The, the first one was oh, the one just Sunday gone was open, but I can see this one being more open because it's a bit more. I I feel like there was a lot riding on Sunday just gone because it was the Premier League. Whereas I feel like both managers for this game, although obviously want to win and go through, might feel a bit more let's let's attack it. Let's you know, mm. let's not go to they don't want to go to extra time. Liverpool have got a big game against United midweek after they, they they're going to want to get the game done in ninety minutes. Mm. Yeah, it was um, kind of, it's kind of like you've already had your leg two, and then this is kind of like a leg one. It's like the other way round. It feels like. Like all the yeah. intensity, as you said, because it was so it's so tight. And we've never had it this far on yeah. in the season, uh, and so close as what well. you know. You could, I I still don't think it's as simple as whoever no, won no, the weekend because... um, would have would have. Don't you? No, because we have the heart. That's what I mean. If we'd won, we still we've still got a, United have got to come to us. Spurs have got to come to mm. us. Um, but, but at the same time, you know, looking at the fixtures, I think City's hardest game will be. Uh, um, away to West Ham, but you you never know. There's, there's going to be teams there that can throw up shots. It's, but it also speaks to. I said it last week. It speaks to just how incredible. Live. I mean, I think when I last checked, it's three hundred thirty nine and three hundred thirty eight. City being thirty nine, Liverpool being three hundred thirty eight points accumulated since the seventeen eighteen season or eighteen nineteen season. I think four seasons. Uh, since the last four seasons, which is just fucking incredible, and something that no no other teams have come close to. And my point being that you know, there's I've heard it a lot with um, some United United players. I think maybe Rio said it on on punditry. You know, back it back in the day when he was playing for United, and they were going up against uh, uh, Arsenal, Chelsea oh, towards the end. City. The Wenger F- Ferguson. Uh, but no, no, not just that, against Chelsea. So, no, no, no. But one minute, not not that. One. I'm trying to say is what he said was back then if they were this close and they drew a game or they lost a game for Alex, Alex Ferguson would get them in the change room and say don't worry I know there's seven games left but they'll drop points because teams would drop teams are dropping apart from the invincible, just not happening now <laughs> apart from that one invincible season apart from that yeah. season the usual used to be teams would drop points the big teams would still drop points it doesn't happen anymore I mean Look how close they are. Look how many games they've not dropped that many points. When was the last City drop against, against Palace? Liverpool I think? Palace. Yeah. Last time, yeah. um, last yeah. time Liverpool dropped points in in the Premier League as well was something crazy like nine games ago as well. So it just shows how close these two teams are. They are the two best teams in the world. They will be the next. I think next season they'll be the two best teams as well because I don't see I don't see any team in the Premier League no. being that close. Chelsea are the closest, but. Just, there's something missing. There's something missing from them, which I, in my opinion, I just don't think Chelsea have a truly true. Kante is dwindling out, but they don't have a truly world class player. No, they don't. You can say that confidently. Yeah. <laughs> they they, they don't, don't have. They're a good team. Two yeah, short and they've got a great manager. Got a great manager who put a great team, yeah. great young attacking players, Havertz and, yeah. and Mount and, and Pulisic. But there's no Salah. And there's no De Bruyne. There's no Salah. There's no De Bruyne. Exactly. 
Yeah. There's no Van Dyke. There's no there's not there's none of that, which I think is where the other two teams are at. Yeah. Um but also looking at the Premier League, I think a really interesting one. And I I can't believe that actually it could happen that the Arsenal mm. almost turn into Spurs and, and bottle it because I think it in my opinion it would be a bottle job because of the games in hand they had at one point a few weeks ago. And this again though, this backs up the point that people say of you'd rather have the points on the board than the games in, in hand because it's not guaranteed and we've we've felt that you still have one game in hand am i right so yeah but it's against spurs yeah, chelsea 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 sorry and then we've got that that postponed game that is getting played on the 11th or 12th of may i think yeah as you mentioned look with arsenal at the moment and i I'm not worried because the trajectory is still there. We don't That's have the strikers. Missing, and let's just see what happens. I'm seeing a lot of Spurs fans. They're celebrating like they've won something. And unfortunately for them, and fortunately for us, they haven't. They are on fire at the moment. I'm going to hold my hands up. Kane, Son, firing on oh, all no. silly. That Kulikevsky, oh, no. Jesus, what a player he is. I I don't think that Bentancur is that good, but you know, I haven't seen him as much as what I've seen the- Kulikevsky um, bits and pieces. But let's see. Look, it's 50, 54 points, 57 points. We've got a game in hand against Chelsea. Let's see what happens. I'd like to come back in a few weeks' time and say, all right, we're either level or we're above. I just really, as I've mentioned before, I think Dan asked me something about what would be your like final goal for this season. And I said, I don't care. I just want fourth place. I don't want to be in no playoffs. I don't want to be in Europa League. I think we don't deserve to be in fourth place with the football that we've played over the last couple of games. But looking at the full trajectory from October, November time, I feel like we do. And we'll see what happens. I think there's two trains of thought. There's the the modern day football fan, which is reactional, not not as rational, not as long-term thinking that will, if Arsenal don't get top four, it will be a, and I've said it'll be a bottle job, but it'll be a disaster. It'll be a it'll be an Arteta out. Whether you think it, I don't. Whether you think it, whoever thinks it, there'll be people out there. And I know social media always um, always overemphasizes the, the the idiots, but I think there'll be there'll of be negative there will be negativity. Whereas at the start of the season, Europa League would have been seen as a successful season. I just think it's the the parameters that Arsenal found themselves in being in fourth place with three games in hand, playing some good football, is the reason why it's going to be a bit of a sour taste because it was there. And at the time, Spurs were not doing great. They've now clicked into form, which I think with Conte as manager and Kane and Son and now Kluvakevsky, you knew was going to happen. And I think it was just whether Arsenal could keep it up. They lost to Liverpool, yeah. which the majority of teams have done. They responded against yeah. Villa. And then it was a tough game at Selhurst Park. Very tough. And then you thought we've looked for a response against Brighton. And it just, and I know there's I know there's injuries, but again, it's you know, look, we can praise because I think the way Arteta dealt with a Bumyang was was correct. And although Bumyang's on form at the moment, it's a different team, a different country. He's got a different yeah. mood. However, you also need to look at 
the point that actually, and I, I always bring up Klopp because I, I know him, not know him, but I know him from seeing every game every week. But if, if Klopp was in charge of that situation, I think he would have. And I think this is the difference between why you've got a Klopp type of manager and you've got a Guardiola type of manager. And if you had to put different managers into different schools, you put Simeone in Klopp and you put Arteta in Pep where it's a bit more cold, it's a bit more calculated, it's a bit more, you're not doing what I want, so I'm not having you, rather than maybe a, let me bring you in, let me love you, and let me try and get what I know I can get out of you, because you've got 10% out of a bummy hang, you'd have you know won a few of these games. Mm. Yeah, well, look, as I said, we'll see what happens at the end of this season i think the Aubameyang situation it was uh, it was it was unfortunate you know it hurt it, it certainly hurt but i think it needed to happen um i think as well there's rumors i don't know if they're true or i don't want to put out anything i'm not sure if it's an injury covid but i think lacazette might be starting to get frozen out as well um i'm not sure if he is playing the next game but I'm seeing rumours online that uh, it's Twitter, it could be rumours, that he's been frozen out. He's getting the Aubameyang treatment. Um, going to Selhurst Park, incredibly hard place, as you mentioned, to go away, get that result. I think when you're looking at a team like Palace, they have that in their locker to go and beat an Arsenal or whoever, or a United or... A, a team that are kind of getting for those Champions League places. With Brighton, I was surprised. They do, do have that in their locker. And I think another thing that we could talk about as well is with Graham Potter. Now, the job that he's doing at Brighton, I'm very impressed with because I watched that Arsenal-Brighton game and I don't watch much Brighton. When I do, I'm incredibly impressed by the football that he plays. And I'm not sure... And I could have egg on my face because it could end up to be a manager flop or a manager failure in a couple of years. But why United are not going for Graham Potter rather than Ten Hag? I think what I would say is, yeah, you haven't watched Brighton a lot because the last before they play Arsenal, they're in dreadful mm. form. Yeah, they're they were. Dre- they were. They, they, they're in dreadful form. They, they had a really good start. To, they had a really good start to the season, and I do think Graham Potter is a talented manager. But at the same time, they've they have tailed off, which is why it's such a you know a shame or disappointment from an Arsenal win because they really should have gone there and and, and won. I think even after going 2-0 down, they should have gone out there and, and been able to at least get a draw out of it. Um on the on the whether I I, I disagree actually. I think Ten Hag is the the as perfect an appointment as United could get right now because I think again though it does also all Will depend on the people upstairs making you know, making I the rest think, of the yeah, decisions. It's but, all about that. But if you know you bring Ten Hag in, who is a five-year long-term project, because he doesn't just have to change the starting eleven. He doesn't just have to change the bench. He's he's going to change the thinking of the academy, of the coaches, of of the whole of the whole club, which is what United need. They need an identity rebuild, and and that is what he will bring. Whereas I don't think. I don't think there's a lot of managers that are now would go in and do that job. Let's see if he's given time. Yeah. You know, Luke's not on the pod, but 
I, I, yeah, I think with United, it, as you said, it's all about the upstairs issues and whether they give him the time to develop those players and get rid of the dead. Yeah, but no, I think that's a, I think it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a good, I'm, I'm not glad, but I'm, if, if I was a United fan, I'd be glad I'd gone for him than Pochettino. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I think the, I, if, if Ten Hag is as good as we think, if he can do what we think he can do, then he will bring United back to somewhere near the top. I don't think just because of the money and the teams and the coaches, I don't think there's going to be a, a, a time to sort of get United to the, the very top as the best team because of City and Liverpool. But, you know, he's going to be there for another five years. Klopp and Guardiola might not be. Um, so he, when you know, sort of when they both step down and new managers come in, then there'll be an opportunity for a new club to come in. As I'd a, love to as think a in a dream goal. world it would be Arteta's yeah. Arsenal. But... Uh, I, oh, no, nah, I'm that was a joke. <laughs> if, if I had to do a bold prediction for, for Arteta's career, I, I've got it going one of two ways I've got it Barcelona take, route. taking over from Xavi or Man City coming in for him once Guardiola leaves because it will be a similar style, but similar style. He knows the, he, he would depends. Know the club, but I mean, that's in, you know, we'll come back to the podcast in five years, but all in all, it's been a great weekend of champions league, a great weekend of premier league football and a great midweek of, of champions league. And we have our semi semi finalists. So to quickly end it, Joe, I just want one answer from you. Mm. Who is going to win the champions league? Still stays with Real Madrid. Real Madrid. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to back Liverpool just because I've got to have, they're back so yeah. thank you very much i hope i hope everyone enjoyed as always love talking football with you joe wonderful and yeah stay safe stay healthy and we'll see you all next week see you later guys oh thank you